Welcome to the Melanin Money Show with your host, George Atchampong and Carter Cofield. We're on a mission to decrease the wealth gap by $100 billion and in the process creating 100,000 new first generation millionaires. And we want you to be one of them. So listen to our show for weekly tips on personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship as we help you navigate your journey to your first $1 million in net worth and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. And I know y'all see we in a new setup. We in the den today. Shout out to my brother, Jake Taylor Jacobs, for letting us hold it down. It's and a Carter, phenomenal setup, It's man. a phenomenal setup, man. I'm so it's, it. it's a reno that you, you be on the internet and people be having like, you know what I'm saying? Like fake setups. You walk in, it's like, yo, I thought you had a, a, whole, a whole spot. What is this? It's <laughs> yeah. just a wall? Like, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's a whole it's office. Just, it's a whole It's, it's a, a whole, whole situation. <laughs> He, he blessed us with being able to record here today. So we're excited. I mean, as of this recording, uh, we are hours outside of our first stop on the live podcast tour. Yes, we are. So super excited for that. But, you know, we got to stay consistent and committed. Yeah. yeah. Right? So this so, is the definition of no excuses, man. This is also a definition of relationships are always, are, are always your greatest resource, right? Big facts. Big we facts. had a relationship with Jake, and he let us, even though we're in Dallas now, we have to drive to Houston for our podcast tour. We still were able to reserve a place to get this episode recorded. And mm-hmm. um, I'm excited. So, the, so those of you all that are not watching on YouTube, pause this episode and go on YouTube because we got we actually swaggy right now. Bro. We are swaggy. We swaggy. Right? Right, yeah. he might give you some drip tips. You know, what I'm saying new segment, drip what, tips. Which is uh, clean up, clean up on aisle six. It's a whole lot of drip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but nah, man, we're super excited for this episode, man. Um, so when I was thinking about something that was relevant that we should talk about, uh, you you hear the term uh, black tax, mm-hmm. right? You hear you hear it broadly. Typically, you hear just under the spectrum of like uh, being, you know, maybe a successful child, and then you're helping out your parents. Or your family members, the athlete, exactly. You know, other family, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I kind of wanted to expand upon that a little bit, and also just talk about the the financial trauma associated with that. Because when I saw something, the thing that made me want to talk about it more is I saw a young lady who she's successful. She's actually in the financial education space, has a course, all that kind of stuff, and she said that she didn't want to have kids because she's experiencing first firsthand like how she's having to take care of her mom. Right. And that's kind of creating like financial trauma for her because like, well, the money that I need to accelerate my personal wealth building journey, I'm having that, which I'm happily happy to do, but I'm having to help out my mom. And that's impacted my perspective or desire to have a child. Mm. So I thought that was interesting because in, in a way that's kind of a black tax, right? Like it's a lot of us who, you know, we're happy to do it, but we have parents, mm-hmm. we have friends, we have, uh, I think I've even heard somebody position it as, um, survivor's remorse to a degree right it's wow. like where it's like yeah, you know yeah, what i mean it's yeah, like yeah. man i made it out like because at the end of the day a lot of us came from places where you know we could have been them we could have been in, in jail we could have you know got caught up sold in drugs yeah. right but we made it out and sometimes people even have guilt for that so i just think it's just an opportunity for us to just unpack that a little bit yeah things that in things that impact us directly right yeah. and things that we kind of just have visibility to from p- things that we've seen yeah so let's let's, let's talk about like what is the black taxes i just learned about this maybe like four years ago bro yeah um so when i looked it up so the black tax is actually a tax upon uh, the people who are successful that came from uh, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we you know, we have these profit shirts on. Shout out to you for these shirts. Uh, well, on, on the back of the shirt, I love it. It says, how can I lose when I came from nothing? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So the black taxes, uh, a certain segment of people who, you, you know, you came from nothing. Like, you know, I came from the south side of Chicago and I made it out. And so the black tax is all those people that knew I made it out that are looking for help. And I know they need help mm-hmm. because I was just in their position not too long ago. In fact. So, you know, they, you know, whether it's a financial help or, you know, uh, uh, clothes or whatever, mm-hmm. but they, they need help. And 
So we feel obligated to help those people. Right. And what we but what we don't realize is that if we help auntie, we help sis, mm-hmm. we help bro, like they don't know about the other 10 people that ask them for help. They just like, yep. hey, bro, it's help me out this one yeah. time, bro. And like, they know you got it. Facts. So you really can't say you don't got it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and the challenge with that, though, is like, it's like back in college, right? Or, you know, when you, for those of y'all who went to college, and you always got so frustrated. It's like, don't this professor know that six other professors is giving me, give me homework, yeah. give me assignment, I got a test coming up, right? They're only thinking about their problem, right? Mm-hmm. So I try to operate from a space of empathy, but at the same time, it's like, yo, like if if we give it out, Right, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna have it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, what is that that fine line between I have the desire to help the people I love while also not shooting myself in the foot and also not feeling resentment, right, towards them? I also think that that breeds into hustle culture because it's like, not only did I make it out, but it's like I gotta keep going because so many people are depending upon me. It's like some people, and this is what this is why they call it the black tax. Some people actually end up in a worse position than they were before, right? Some people start because when they when you were broke, everybody know you broke, ain't nobody pulling from you, right? Right. But when you got it and you giving it out to every single person, mm-hmm. then you might end up going putting yourself in debt because you right. ha- you keep saying yes too much. So you might end up putting yourself in a worse position than you were because everybody's pulling from you. We see with athletes all the time. They buy their mm-hmm. mama house. They buy yep. they, they they cousin house. They buy do this and that. Do mm-hmm. all that. And now they're like having to go play just for the check to be able to pay bills. Big facts. You know what Big I'm saying. Facts. So I think the the one of the point of today's conversation is like, at what point is the black tax acceptable? Mm-hmm. Right. And at what point do you just have to put your foot in the ground and just say no? Right. Because guess what? If you don't have it no more, then where everybody else gonna go? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been chilling on your couch and you were maybe trying to find something to watch on TV, whether it's Netflix? or Hulu, Amazon Prime, Stars. I mean, there's so many streaming services nowadays, right? Um, maybe you've already binge watched that favorite series and it's over and you're just trying to find something else to watch. But imagine if you spent that energy trying to find creative and impactful content that can help you level up your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks, which is a complete library of past workshops and masterclasses where you can learn different topics across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship on your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. So head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about financial flicks, as well as all the other great features that you can find inside of our Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Right. And then, and then, then everybody's hurting. Yeah. Right? So it's like, it's like if, if you want to say, don't bite the hand to feed you. Right. Yeah. It's like, if, if I ain't got it now, we all screwed. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think there has to be a level of transparency with the person who is the, is the guy or girl. Right. It's like, Hey, look, I would love to help. Right. Obviously I would love to help. And I don't want to deceive you. Like I'm not successful. Mm-hmm. However, if we want to really build a sustainable ecosystem for our family, I got to kind of invite y'all into the, the realities of what this means, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all might see, uh, yeah, I have a, had a million dollar day or whatever the case may be, but did you see the payroll, mm-hmm. right? Did you see all the money I got to pay for infrastructure, for software to keep this stuff afloat? So it's like, I think we also have to do a better job of letting them in to let them know because all they see is the results. Yeah. All they see is like, well, you got it, bro. You yeah. got to have it, right? By le- versus letting them know like, hey, yes, I've done well for myself, but here's how all this works and here's why I have to, you know, pace myself is the reason why apple has a ton of money on the back on, on uh, cash on the balance sheet mm-hmm. right they got to weather the storm yeah you know what i'm saying so i think we just have to let people in 
let them know what, what's really going on. I think that's one of the ways. Mm-hmm. And I also think we need to, um, what was I going to say? We need to invite them into not only the decision-making process, but also, yeah, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Um, well, why, why you think about that? Yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's do stories. When, when was the first time you had the first encounter with the black tax? Meaning like yeah. your, your family first knew you made it. Yeah, they yeah, like, yeah, hey, man, yeah. you got it now. Talk to me. Yeah. What was that first experience like? And how did you handle it? You know, the real first experience? Yeah. The, the first, first experience was like elementary school. Believe it or not. Right. So I was the kid that would cut grass. I would do whatever I could do to, to stack money in elementary school. Right. To the point where I had aunts and uncles asking to borrow money. Way back then, they're like, yo, bro, I know, see what I'm saying? You don't never spend the money. We be telling you to get the toys, but like, nah, I'm good on that. Um, and so I had, I had family members ask me for money in elementary school. And I, and now, mind you, I didn't know what interest was by definition, but I was like, all right, if I get this 20, I get this dub, I'm going to need a little more back than this 20. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And our mom can tell you, my mom can verify that was elementary school. So that was the first, like, just low-key version. Yeah. But I would say outside of that, I think it was when, I think it was like my third year in entrepreneurship and I was going on like a birthday trip, and I was like, "Nice, he, he living it up. Like yeah. he, he must, he must, he must be doing all right for himself." And I just started seeing family members out the woodwork started asking for money. Like, "Yo, G, can you help me out? Can you, you know, what I'm saying I got somebody asked me for like help, help me out with rent." I was just like, "Yo, like, well, that's that's a little audacious." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you that's, know, what I'm saying that's, that's not that's not the um, twenty dollars for gas to yeah. get to the next destination. That's yeah. like so. At that point, I was like, "Okay, people are pocket watching a little bit." Um, but again, I had the desire to help, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, where where the line is always drawn, mom's is always gonna be good. Mom, yeah. uh, like, yeah, there, she, there's you know no such thing as no. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying. But um, but yeah, that was my first kind of moment where it was like, "Yo, okay, people are catching notice and they have expectations for mm-hmm. my money even before I do." Yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, mine. Let me think. I think mine, mine was in college. Okay. So you know we get them refund checks. Ooh, them refund the, checks. Hey, them, hey, them refund checks. You said hit. The refund checks was hitting, and I was like, you know, my friends look at their refund check, liquor store, boom, mm-hmm. mall, boom, and like you know, so so here here's one thing I had learned since I lo- since I lost my parents so early. One of the benefits of that was I never felt comfortable mm-hmm. with less than five thousand dollars in my bank account, mm-hmm. right? Because. That I'm I am the fail safe. Right, I am the right, last right. resort. Right. So like I so if I had five thousand dollars in my bank account, I was broke. So my refund checks wasn't nothing for me to play with. Mm-hmm. I get my books and I was saving my money. I was saving right. my money, and then um, <laughs> one day I left myself logged in on uh, my bank account in college. Yeah. And my friends must have saw like nine thousand four hundred something. Yeah, like hey, bro, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, like let's go to the- no. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, then yeah, it became yeah. like a thing. Like, hey, Carter got it. Like, look, hey, look, man, like let me let me get a drink, yeah. food, or whatever. Hey, man, you sponsor this party? Like, you know. So for me, it was like just accidentally letting my friends know that my definition of broke was different than their definition 100%. of broke. Percent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and that's a big learning lesson there for y'all too. It's like. You gotta raise your floor. At yeah. one point in time, for everybody for broke was there. I check my check my account is zero dollars, ten dollars. Some right? people was that negative. Yeah, negative. Like, oh, like, how much can I swipe between right, negative? Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, I, saying, I, I, I remember like people like yo. So technically, because it's through three dollars in here, if I swipe, it's gonna go through. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Um. But like raising your standard, right? Yeah. So it's like at one point zero was your floor. Then maybe it's a thousand. Then ten thousand. But you really have to psychologically train yourself that ten thousand is the same as zero. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you get to a point where hundred thousand is the same as zero. Right. And it might sound crazy now, but if you do that, right, you'll 
theoretically never go broke because right. literally you know like I got to I'm hustling like my life depends I'm fighting for my life right. if I see you know th- just this amount of money in there right. right and it's not zero so that's a really good exercise to train yourself right to raise your floor okay now so we just talked about our first black tax experience now when mm. was the first time you had to say no mm. and how did you handle it are you an aspiring first generation millionaire who's looking to march towards their first one million in net worth? If you are, then I strongly encourage you to consider joining the Melanin Millionaires Club. Inside the Melanin Millionaires Club, you're going to get access to a complete library of elective courses that will help you navigate towards your journey of your first one million in net worth. You're going to receive access to My Wealth Health, which is a dashboard that allows you to track your financial progress in real time. You're going to get access to live workshops and masterclasses, and you're going to get access to our past library recording of all of our masterclasses and workshops called Financial Clicks. Not to mention, you're going to receive access to our flagship feature called Pocket Advisor, where you get access to a financial coach in real time. This is by far one of my favorite features of the platform, and there's so much more. All you have to do to learn more is go to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to see how you can take advantage of all these benefits and become a first generation millionaire. See you inside the club. Because I feel like people don't know yeah. how to say no gracefully. Yep. And therefore, they they just do it. Because once you don't have the out, the I ain't got it, you, you, at a certain point, you got to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know you got it. You right. know, I ain't got it. Right. So how did you handle like that first? Like, man, I got it, but I can't. Yeah, so it was an inflection point where I was still very much in the growth phases of business. And I was just like, the way I let, let him down, I was just like, hey, while I technically do have the funds in my account, um, based upon where I'm at my entrepreneur journey, like I need to have a buffer to weather the ebbs and flows, weather the storm, right? You know, I'm hiring my first assistant um, or whatever. I think it was a VA or something at the time. But I was like, but I need to put myself in a position to where I can handle it. So I can't help you out right now. What I can do, however right? Is as opportunities open up where I might need help in the business, which is a great transition point. Mm -hmm. um, There are things that you might be able to help facilitate for me, which I can then compensate you for, right? Or you can tell me what the desires of your heart are, right? And maybe through my entrepreneur journey, I might be able to give you some insight to where you don't need to ask me, you know what I'm saying? So I just kind of let them know that I couldn't help them out in the way they needed. And I was able to give them something because what I did very, very early on is I baked in like my giveaway budget. I was like, once I've maxed out that, I've maxed that out, right? So someone else has already tapped it, they have already tapped it. So I had a little- getting getting good. Look, hey, you know, first of the month. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, I was like, once if I got something left, cool, you can have that. But like, I'm not gonna go beyond that because it's almost like if you work hard and you have open space in your calendar on a Saturday, and so I was like, yo, bro, can you do X, Y, and Z for me? Technically, yeah. but if I'm not prioritizing myself, then I'm putting myself in a position where I'm always at the expense of someone else and I'm never taking care of me, mm-hmm. right? And you can't do that because at the end of the day, that's not going to be good for anybody. And I'm going to start resenting the people that I'm helping. And like I think in church, they call it like burnt offering, right? Where I don't want to give it and be like resentful. I want to be given and be joyful. Like mm-hmm. I'm happy to be able to bless you with this. Not like, oh my gosh, here we go again, right? And so I just kind of like broke it down to them like that. Like, hey, I would love to. This is why I can't. Um, if anything changed, I'll let you know. But here is also a solution to where this might not be a recurring thing. Facts. Facts. I think that's valuable. Um, and I love what you said. So that, so that, that what you said is actually changed my life in, like four years ago. So 
I was watching a Jim Rome video. Shout out to the late great Jim Rome, and he was talking about how he trained his kids mm-hmm. to to when they ask for money, hey dad, can you have some money? You know, can I have some money for this? He let them know, like, hey, hey, like I, we this family has money. The vaults are full here, right? The vaults yeah. are full, but I I want you to change change the question to like mm-hmm. not can I have some money, mm-hmm. but how can I work to receive some money? Right, right. So for me, I started to shift my once I learned that strategy I started to shift that to my, my family members I'm outside of my sister and like my aunt who they just get whatever they want anybody else mm-hmm. that comes to me nieces right. nephews cousins friends right they like, hey man can I get this well yeah I have it mm-hmm. but here's what I need you to do in order to earn it right right so my niece asked me for some money I'm like yeah I got you but I need you to go on TikTok I need you to send me 50 videos of reels in the tax space so I can study my content right and if they don't do it you don't want the money enough Hey. And now problem solved. Right. But if they do do it, I compensate that because I understand that money is ne- money is never a solution to money problems. Facts. Ever. Right. If you'll spend it, you'll be back here again. Mm-hmm. But if I give you a, a job opportunity, mm-hmm. I pay you for it, yep. I'll make more money, and then guess we come back? We can, we can run it back. Big we facts. can run it back. But it's crazy. Facts. Guess how many people, when I gave them the opportunities, didn't come back for the money? Because mm. some people want handouts. Right? Some people want handouts. Speaking of which... Um, here's a solution that can help. So there's a lot of people that might be in our ecosystem who can relate to this, right? Like being the one um, or experiencing the black tax. And one thing I kind of want to throw out there is that you can do it, but you've got to be strategic about it. So for example, my mom just retired uh, last year, mm-hmm. right? And one of the things that I did is I'm an investor, obviously, right? And I invested in a private equity fund where I was like, hey, look, typically with the amount of money that you've accumulated for retirement, it's not going to it's not going to cut the budget, yeah. right? You're not an accredited investor. So here's what I'll do. I'll take what you have. I'll I'll make up the difference of in terms of what you need to fund your lifestyle through retirement. I'll invest in this fund. Now the fund is paying her. Instead of me, every time I do go out and do active work, having to send my mom X, Y, and Z, right now the fund is doing it on her behalf. So I say that to say, what assets can you invest in, right, that can produce cash flow, Right. So that you can use that to help fund and support the family. Right. Versus it being like, I'm going out and having to keep working and then spend my money. Mm. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So I think a lot of athletes or successful entrepreneurs, like that's the key. Like, I know you want to just, it feels good to just go into the bank account, give mom 25,000 or 15,000 or 10,000, whatever it is. But think of it a little bit more strategically and say, if I can find an asset that can produce the cash flow mom or sister or cousin needs, then technically that's going to continue to produce and I still own the asset or you can gift it to them, whatever you decide. Um, and the asset's doing the work, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's so dope because instead of giving like 20,000, 15,000, 10,000, you can just take that hundred thousand, mm-hmm. invest into an asset. And if you can find an asset that gives you a 10%, you know, uh, return 20%, whatever, right. you can now pay them a monthly compensation a monthly mm-hmm. stipend and i think that's the best way to do it because you don't want your family acts to come in and like ask, for rent, you, ask yeah. for rent and money so you just put them on a payroll that something else pays for mm-hmm. and then it's their job like i'm giving you this amount of money right. per month how you spend it is up to you could you imagine having a financial coach that at any given time you could ask your questions in real time from a real expert and get real advice. To be honest, Pocket Advisor is the flagship feature, in my opinion, of the Melanin Millionaires Club. 
And when I originally created this platform, for those of you who may not know this, Pocket Advisor was actually the name and the primary feature back in 2021. But when I rebranded to the Melanin Millionaires Club, I knew that no matter what we added or changed, Pocket Advisor had to stay because we have democratized financial advice by giving you access to a real financial expert in real time. There is no other financial education platform that you'll find something like this that's actually backed by a financial advisor. One of the top 100 in the nation, I might add. So if you're looking to get financial education in your pocket in real time, head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Pocket Advisor, as well as all the other great benefits and features that you can find as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Exactly. But this is your this is the allowance. It's like our parents gave us allowance. Now it's vice versa. This is the allowance. Yep. How you spend it is up to you. But like now, I no longer have the guilt, and it's not coming out of my pocket to pay mm-hmm. this off. Yep. So you know you got to be strategic because again, you, you have the heart and desire to help, mm-hmm. but you don't want to do it at the expense of shooting yourself in the foot. Yep. Because all that's going to do is create resentment, frustration, and you might not be able to do the thing that you want to do as it relates to generational wealth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like you got to be strategic about it. What are some other maybe side effects of of black tax or even like the financial trauma associated with like just not having it. Right. Like I feel like I meant one of the things I mentioned was like hustle culture. Right. It's just like feeling like I got to keep going to get it because so many people depend upon me. But like, what else do you feel like are just like kind of some side effects of. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think finan- I, I think being broke is a superpower. I think, I, 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 again, I'm, I'm just a person that how looks at, look at things optimistically. Mm-hmm. Being broke for me was one of the best things that ever happened in my life. I remember the roaches. I remember the rats. Yeah. I remember having to wear the same thing to school. I remember living in a hotel. I can still smell the hotel breakfast in the days in. Like some, mm. if I smell, like I, it brings me back to those to those yeah. days. I will never be broke again because I know how it feels. I'm not going back. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Most people they lived middle class just enough to be mm-hmm. comfortable. So I think the financial trauma of being broke, the financial trauma of not knowing where your next meal comes from, if that doesn't motivate you every single day, yeah. then I don't know what will. Yeah. So I think that we need to stop looking at being broke as a, you know, a, a, as a detriment or as, you know, uh, something that happened to you. And like, you know, this, it's, the, it's the world's fault. It's somebody else's fault. Right. It happened. Yep. Take that, leverage that to get to the next level because mm-hmm. it, I ain't going back. Yeah. So I think the financial for, for me the financial trauma of being broke has helped me ascend to levels that I didn't think I could reach yeah. and want to stay there because yeah. once you being broke is bad but being broke they find out how it feels to have money and, and then going back it. to that's being broke worse. that's worse that's you know way worse so, I ain't gonna yeah. so so for me that trauma is motivation yeah okay now I like that and one thing I always say that we have to be mindful of is the same fire that can keep a house warm can burn it down mm-hmm. right so it's like. You never want to lose that edge. You never want to lose that hunger. But at the same token, it's like we also want to get to a place where we can find contentment, mm-hmm. um, where we can find peace. Like we can rest, right? Some of us haven't haven't gotten to that point because we feel like I'm, I, they're so dead set on not going back. It's like I can't stop. I can't stop. And, I, and I'll commend you. I think that you have found that balance. Um, like, yo, where's he going again? Like, is he out of the country again? Like, you have found that balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, found, I found a balance. Uh, found to be able to travel, work hard but play hard. Um, but it's important to have that because if not. You know, again, then you'll start to resent the process because you feel like, man, I'm doing all this for everybody else and I'm doing nothing for myself. Yeah, man. And like uh, personally, my cousin struggles with that because he he was so the best thing he did for me. Shout out to my cousin for he was the first superstar of the family. Yeah. 
And so watching him ascend and like, you know, on the TV shows and having all the money, all that, like everybody pulled from him mm-hmm. and I watched him give, right? Yeah. Cause he's a, he's, cause he's a giver. Yeah. And I watched the resentment in him being like, man, like, well, you know, everybody was pulling, pulling, but like when it, mm-hmm. when, when it's time for me, not any financial assistance, right, right. but like being there for me, coming to my shows, um, if I'm going through something like, mm-hmm. like whatever, he resented because he expected if he gave that people would reciprocate it. Right, right, right. And I watched that happen to him. So, like, me taking mental notes, being like, yo, like, he did it right. He was the, he was the, uh, what do they call it? Like the, um, Trojan horse or, uh, we know when the, when the commander goes out and gets the arrows in the shot, arrows in the back. I Um, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, he was that, that first commander and, and, and took, and and like took the arrows in the back and I watched that happen so that when it was my turn, I knew how, I knew how to handle it a little bit better because I didn't want to have that resentment that I saw him have for the friends coming around and all that. And then when he needed the most, they weren't there. So I'm just like, I would just be extremely mindful because watching him go through that, I didn't want to have that same resentment. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm trying to think, what's another side effect? Um, talked about the young lady who was like, "Yo, I'm not even having kids." Well, a side effect: don't let your don't let your family borrow money. That's a mistake. Just give it to them. Yeah, like if you want to keep the love that you have for your family members, letting them borrow money is putting gasoline on the fire. <laughs> Right, because yeah. ain't nothing worse than seeing Uncle at the family reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave yeah, yeah. Uncle a thousand dollars last I, month. I he dripped out. He got dri- the gators on. Got the gators on. Like you know what I'm saying. He, he going liquor store, but making yeah. liquor runs buying bottles. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or you see, or you see somebody online and they on vacation. Like, oh god, I'm that. That's when I knew I kind of had. So the worst is seeing a section in the club, bro. So you overpaid for liquor. In the club with my money that you yeah. owe me? Wow, bro, that's I see, crazy. I see the meme. That's crazy. I, just, bro, I see the meme the other days. <laughs> it said, "It said dudes be in the club celebrating bottle service like they just bought some land or something." <laughs> I saw that too. I saw that too. Yeah, I, I died. I saw that too. Act, act like they just bought some land. Yeah. That is uh, that is hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. That's hilarious. So like, I think I think this loan loan loan, loan in family money uh, is is a mistake and it could cause you know relationship trauma as well as financial trauma. Right, 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 right. Um, so another thing again too is like. Try to cut the hand off, handouts off early. Right? early it's like, yeah, because they're, they're not gonna get any less. They're not gonna, they only gonna get worse the more right. money you make. Is that you right. know what I'm saying? Empower these are people you love, people you care mm-hmm. about, right? And at the end of the day, you know, I mean, you're just a regular person, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, you need to empower them to let them know the same way I found this desire, I found this passion to be able to provide for myself. I believe in you to be able to do the same. So how can I support that? Because mm-hmm. the thing is, I'd rather my dollars go to support that so that you can learn a new skill or whatever the case may be and you can feed yourself mm-hmm. versus me just giving you like handouts all the time. So it's either one, I'm investing in an asset that's going to do the work or two, I'm going I'm to guide you and maybe invest in you so that you can do the work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Either one. But the handouts, they can't, they can't persist. They can't. They, and, and then uh, I, I think on top of that, we need to be, we need to understand that we don't want, we're the, we might be the first, but we don't want to be the last. Right. Right. Like I don't want success to be an outlier for my family. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, 
the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. I want them to know that it's enormousy. Normalized black wealth. Shout yeah, out to normalized yeah. black wealth. Normalized black wealth. Same as plug. Um, but I want it to be enormously. So like mm. I am, I'm installing in my nieces and nephews, and, and I've been blessed this past two weeks to like be Chicago with my family, Atlanta with my other family, my nieces, nephews, cousins. I just saw everybody. And my main goal of this trip was to just push the narrative of this being normal. Right. Like we're in rooms where being a millionaire is normal. Like. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I want my family to understand it because I think the hardest thing for them to grasp is that it's possible. Mm-hmm. And if you just give them instead of showing them, then right. you could, you might be the first person to make it out, but you end up being the last. You'll end up being the last. So, question. I know we kind of, like, jump right into it because we're on a time crunch. Do you want to go over any, I don't know, current events? I feel like there's a lot happening in the world. Any, any current events? I mean, uh, Apple. That's that the one I was okay. thinking about. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Apple was at four point. Yeah, 4.15, I think, four, like that. Yeah, uh, uh, interest rate on a savings account. That's insane. Uh, that is insane. Yeah. Right. But the bigger the bigger picture there is the power of building a brand ecosystem. Yep. Right. It's like because they have so many customers. Right. Apple can launch these products, and I guarantee you, even if they only get ten percent adoption, right? That's what what hundred and eighty million people. Right. Mm-hmm. Then now that now they're bigger than most most banks that are not in the top top five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like. That's huge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you, and that's how I like to think as a CEO. It's like, how can I build something now and build it in a way that four years from now, there's a lever that we can pull, right? Because of what we did three years prior. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things like on the melanin money roadmap, like that y'all just have no idea about. This is just crazy. But it's, it's, come on now. Loading. But it's all about the intentionality of how you start. How you start is how you finish. Matter of fact, shout out to Sam, Samantha. You know, yeah. who, who yeah. we all know and love, who works yeah. works for us. She said something genius the other day. She said, it's more important how you onboard new employees than how you offboard them, right? And the reason why that, I thought that was such a genius statement is because it's the same thing in business. Like, the, you have to put so much intentionality with how you start, mm-hmm. right? Because that is going to dictate how you finish, mm-hmm. right? It's not like... Trying to figure it out along the way is cool, but like you gotta have that foresight to say, hey, this is the intention that we're setting because it allows you to do things and move different pieces on the chessboard along the way, right? So shout out to Samantha. Yeah, shout out to Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she on vacation right now. You know, what I'm saying? Take, taking care of taking care of the good people. Yeah, you, know you already know. Already know. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think that that was you know one of the biggest uh one of the biggest current events. Just watching Apple, like just again when you build a brand, you can like take over. You you can come one idea can make you millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like their AirPods alone re- revenue make, is more, make than, more money than so many tech companies. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's completely like, insane. It's insane. Anything else you saw that caught your eye? Um, other than that, I think people just need to know about the podcast tour, bro. Like, just need oh, yeah, to, the podcast tour. Yeah, but that's 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 the biggest news. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Don't ever play yourself. <laughs> Don't ever play yourself, right? So as of this recording, mm-hmm. you missed Houston, or, or you didn't, right? Yeah. Or you didn't. Um, and it was probably, vibe. I mean, we're predicting it, right? It's going to yeah. be a vibe, yeah. right? But you still have a chance to attend... Uh, LA, LA, in, in, in May, in May, we got New York, New York in June, in summertime, summertime shy in, in July. July. I got a ring to it. Yeah. Summertime shy, good, good in July. Summertime shy in July. So yeah, um, if you want to join us uh, for the podcast tour, all you have to do is go to uh, proofandprofits.com to get your tickets. Um, we're almost sold out of VIP seats in every city. I think I think 
Chicago and New York are the only two cities that might have VIP tickets still left. So if, if you want to check it out, go to proofandprofitstour.com. Enter the keyword profit for a special discount. Hey. And we'll get this. And y'all get the catch. It's the word. It's the word what? It's, it's, the, word. it's the word profit. profit. Should, hey, should we add those, those shirts to the store? I think we should add them to the store. What do you think? I mean, I think we should add them to the store. Add them to the store. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so if y'all want to catch this vibe in person, man, vibe with us, go out to dinner with us, my VIP people, and just really get to learn and uh, and ask us questions. We you know we would love to have you. So um, yeah. provenprofits.tour.com, uh, and we'll see y'all there. Absolutely. One funny thing I didn't realize. Did you realize that Netflix was still had their DVD division? It was still like sending out DVDs? They, had, they, they just I shut it down. I forgot they had a DVD division. Yeah, they just, they just shut it down after 25 years. I was like, that's still a thing? I, mean, I don't even have a DVD. I don't, exactly. Who still even has a DVD player? <laughs> but apparently Netflix was still had the, Netflix, the DVD division after that's 25 crazy. years. That's wild. But other than that, I mean, like you said, the, the real news <laughs> is the podcast tour. So, yeah. But yeah, so think about how the black tax, if it does impact you, mm-hmm. how you can be more strategic uh, with how you help your family members, mm-hmm. how you empower your family members, and how you create an ecosystem that, like you said, you're, you might be the first millionaire, but not the last. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and empower them. Right. So that they can do the things that you're doing and not look at you as the one. We don't want you to be the one. We want yeah. you to be one of many. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that starts with you being intentional and, and empowering your family and um, building out a generational wealth ecosystem. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the next episode. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. We hope that this episode was inspiring and gave you some tangible nuggets that you can walk away with and implement in real time. If you found this episode valuable, please like, subscribe, share, and consider leaving a review of this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time.